Hello and welcome to another episode of Anime Matters. I'm your host, Seven. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ace, with uh, a quote. I do have a quote. Um, it is, don't seek vengeance because um, I don't have a quote. Was the um part of the quote? Oh. <laughs> I don't have a quote. <laughs> I, I know that, just, that just seems like a, something in an anime they, they would preach, like, don't seek vengeance. Actually, no. Actually, in the, the anime I'm currently watching, a character seeking vengeance, so... And he just had a, a heart-to-heart, basically, with himself about... But I feel like don't seek vengeance isn't a quote. That's just like a, hey, don't don't be a dick, you know? Like That's not you, being a dick. If someone kills someone in your family, you're, you're going to do everything you can to seek vengeance. I'm not saying... But at the ven- end of the day, why are you going to seek vengeance? I'm not saying be... I'm just saying it's like a very direct thing, just like, hey, don't be a dick be a nice person like that's that's not a quote it's not like you know sage wisdom well typically i don't think people that are seeking vengeance are being dicks i think dick shit was happened to them can you can you give me a like uh an eye for an eye makes the world go blind classic you know some bullshit that's like corny that. that's corny I, you know so was Just don't uh seek vengeance be direct enjoy the side roads the road ahead yeah what was it? that's not corny that was a great <laughs> quote okay all right so in today's episode in anticipation of uh, us, actually, we'll be going to Vegas very soon, and we're very excited about that, us for and a, a few friends. Yep, we're going for a fantasy football draft. We're going to Vegas for a couple days, and we're very excited, so we're going to be putting together our Anime Vegas team. If we're going to Vegas, we need these people to fill these roles, so we're going to be having a little fun with that. Also, I finished up Mob Psycho 100, so I'm going to have a review. I'm going to have some award nominations, and you're going to have some first thoughts on the first half of Vinland Saga. But before we get into that, let's get into some anime matters. So to kick us off, honestly, there there not 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 a whole lot this week in the way of anime news that really jumped out to me. I mean, I'll give you an example. Pokemon Anime's promo video previews World Championship Arc semifinal battle. So this is Ash versus cynthia which to me is like cynthia was way uh, several generations ago but the only thing i have it's just a trailer of of the of the arc it's a climax of the arc and it's going to be ash versus her in the in you know in the in the tournament and i'm just like i just kind of wanted to talk quickly about pokemon the anime did you ever like how how are you with Pokemon the anime? I feel like first of all, Ash always finds a way to lose, even though he should be by far and away the best. He always has a level one hundred Pikachu, and he just always finds a way to end up losing. But I do feel like I never stuck with the Pokemon anime. Uh, did you? Uh, not really. I mean, we well, that's actually one of our first movie watching experiences we went to a drive-in movie theater watched pokemon 2000 oh that was and, so cool yeah that was an amazing experience especially as a kid you got that little uh bronze uh mewtwo fucking card thing this, whatever it was this but is part of being a kid is like i legitimately thought like it was some sick ass rare ass because it was the way, the no, way they did it. it was i bet you <laughs> how much would you pay for that right now you know what keep talking i'm gonna look and see if that yeah. thing's worth I, something it's got to be worth at least $50. And I mean, at the time, they were probably just handing that out with the fucking ticket. And at the time, it's like, that was a huge movie, at least from what I remember. For a kid, that was a huge movie. But as far as Pokemon, the the anime went, actually, no, fuck that. The first season, I watched a lot. I remember going to the 99 cent store with my dad, and uh, like I would always buy one of the DVDs, and then one of my cousins would be over and I would always try getting him to stay and watch. I remember watching the, the Gengar Haunter Ghastly episode. Yeah. I, I remember like I would always miss out on, on the gym battles. It always seemed like I would, 
I would see all these little side bullshit episodes, but I'd never see the big thing, the big I, gym battle. I remember when he fought Sabrina. The Sabrina one was good. But in general, uh, after the first season of Pokemon, I I haven't, I'd never watched any. Yeah, more. Pokemon was just one of those anime. It was the first gen. Yeah, it was just one of those shows where it was like, uh, you know, I'll catch it here and there, but I, it wasn't appointment viewing for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have to. Whereas, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! actually was. Like, I got excited whenever Yu-Gi-Oh! would come on. Like, holy shit. Like, I finally, because it was just so rare. I'd be so excited when it came on. So, real quick, the Ancient Mew card currently on Amazon. It's down 27%, but it costs 39 bucks. Yeah, so normally it would probably be around 50 So, in theory, if you would, like, just rated all of those, taking all, I mean, that's a pretty huge return Let me see what free. it looks like again. Yeah, let me show you that. It, it actually looks really cool. It's probably going to be super nostalgic. It is. It, 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 it is a cool-looking I, card. I remember him just, it's just all bronze, and, like, he's just, like, holding his hands up. No, oh, it was not, not holding ex- his hands That's not at all what I remember. You don't remember that? No. Let me see the back of it. Oh, no, this is not the card I remember. That's the card. I don't think this is the card. That is the card. I was yeah, older than memory. you. I promise you, this is the card. Yeah, shit memory. That's not the card. Anyway. What, what I'm thinking of wasn't actually a card. It was like, um, it was kind of like, a, I don't know, metal kind of thing. It was like a more of a tablet thing. I don't know. You think they gave us metal tablets? No, no. Like a small, it was card sized, but it was like a metal, ch- a chunk of metal that was like, I don't know. This I, did, this, I'll, I'll look it up and send it to you off the podcast. But this didn't happen. I, I feel like this is this is old, you know, childhood memory just just raging. And you thought we had some sacred thing nah, that we that. didn't actually have. Shout out to drive throughs though, because that's actually where we saw the Pokemon movie was in a drive through. Those things are underrated and so drive much in. fun. Drive in, whatever. Drive in or drive through. Drive in movie theater. I feel like this is uh, up for debate. I've heard it both ways. I go with drive through. Anyway, next piece of news. Again, not not anything super crazy. It's just kind of a general update of how some of the mangas are doing. Uh, Spy X Family ranking at number eight on New York Times um, best-selling graphic novel slash manga. You have Demon Slayer and, and Chainsaw Man. Okay, so My Hero Academia number the 31st volume ranked at five spy family ranked at eight i hear spy family's doing really good and yeah, I, i'm, well, I'm kind of interested in getting into that because and we're gonna get like into it, it. it's one of the ones we made fun of which is hilarious and then i kind of see it on twitter and people are talking about it a lot well i didn't think i think we made fun of it in like a, it kind of seemed insane but not and it couldn't be good so um okay there's another show called kaiju that i'm not familiar with that ranked at number nine the first volume of demon slayer ranked at 10 chainsaw man at 12 jujutsu kaisen volume at 14 so just gives you an idea of some of the popping um manga that could become anime or could show how popular something is going to be like the 11th volume of chainsaw man ranked at number two in july so just gives you an idea so it sounds like spy family really is because we've heard things about the anime it really is uh doing well as a manga so um anyway that's pretty much it i mean most of the other news is stuff like a couple of cuckoos episode 16 we also have lycoris recoil episode 7 when will ayumi make his move episode 6 shadow house season 2 episode 6 uh we do have one psychopath anime launches 10th anniversary with new film which i've I, I think I watched a couple episodes of Psychopaths, never much beyond that. So anyway, sort of a light news day. And so because of that, I wanted to do something a little bit different. So 
I'll be getting into it later on in the podcast, but I did finish up Mob Psycho 100, so I'll have my thoughts there. But because I finished up Mob Psycho 100, that of course means that I'm going to need a new show that's going to be my, uh, you know, my short show to go alongside the adventure of One Piece. So I have a few contenders. Go ahead. See, initially when you told me that you needed a new show, I was going to be like, yeah, you haven't went on an adventure in a while. But then I fucking realized you're just on this like daily adventure of fucking One Piece. Oh, I haven't. No, I haven't. I have not watched One Piece in like the last week and a half, maybe. Not even since the last pod, just because I was focused on finishing up Mob Psycho 100 and giving it my undivided attention and... Ooh, it is such a journey, man. It it can. I, this is the first time I've felt overwhelmed. I'm just like, ooh, fuck. I got a, I got 500 episodes. I, of felt these things over, to go. I felt overwhelmed after like 200 episodes. But I'm at least half over halfway through, which is which is nice. That's refreshing. Oh, only after 800 episodes. And it's not like you get a 50 episode skip with the fillers because there's not actually that. Really, many. not anymore. For me, there was a lot of those. There's like, but it, it's never that much. It's like 20 tops mm. when you're in that much of episodes. So, um. I have a few anime that I want to kind of check out. So we're going to read some premises and and give our thoughts and and see if we can find a good one for me to start. And this may end up end up this may end up being a poll question as well. So the very first one, give me the premise on this one if you're ready. Let's go with Tower of God. Because I have been I have gotten a recommendation of this one. I have a short premise if you're um, still looking for it, but. This one has one season out so far. With the second season should be upcoming in fall, uh, which would be in a couple months here. Um, do you have a premise for me? No, I don't. Okay. The series follows a young boy named 25th Bam who has spent his life beneath a gigantic tower. The only other person in his life is a girl named Rachel who finds her way into the mysterious tower. Determined to be reunited with his friend, Bam also enters the tower. Okay. I mean, I don't know what the hell it is. Is it a tournament? Is it fighting? Sounds like he's a lonely person, though. So like, that's always interesting for storytelling, I guess. That is true. That is true. And I have it. Everyone loves a loner in anime. Yeah, we, we no do. No one loves them in real life. Hence why they're loners. <laughs> oh, my God. The loner does not do as well in real life as they do in the anime. Well, it's because they don't always have a fucking <laughs> amazing gift. Yeah, yeah they, they, they can't sense demons and save the world. You know, yeah, that's the only reason they fucking love them. Um, so that, that is submission one is tower of God submission two, fire force, which you've probably heard of a little bit. Uh, for me, I was kind of turned off by fire force for a while just cause the, 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 the art, like they, them being in like the, the costumes they were in looked a little, eh. but premise wise, a mysterious phenomenon stripped the, stripped hu- the humanity of the right to have a quiet life with hopes and dreams. This plague is known as spontaneous human combustion and turns people randomly into mindless creatures known as infernals, which is the which is a fate worse than death and causes one unimaginable suffering. I feel like there's gonna have a lot of real life little nuggets in there. Real life nuggets. Like don't for be you. a sheeple type. <laughs> what? You never heard of that? Yeah, I've heard that, but uh, mainly on no, Twitter feel, feel like by other be- sheeple people that don't realize what they're saying, but. Um, I, I heard someone say that at the when I went to go to jury duty one time, and like he's like, "Oh yeah, there's sheep." I'm like, oh, "That was the cuntiest thing I've ever heard in my life." Oh my the, like hearing someone actually use it is a way to insult someone. I was like, "Oh god." Yeah, you gotta love it when somebody's saying it, but they're really just propagating what somebody else yeah. said, so that and then that that's their fact is what the other person that they agree with said. Uh, anyway, uh, so this one. 
So, okay, so people basically become spontaneous fire creatures. Just as a side note, do you remember the show Unsolved Mysteries from when yes. we were younger? There was an episode about spontaneous human combustion, and they talked about, like, some lady that supposedly this happened to, like, they just found her, and she was just ash, and that this was a real phenomenon. For, like, a little bit, I was really concerned that this would one day happen, that I would just, like, spontaneously combust, and I'd be, you guys would just find me, and I'd just be ash, and then, like, you'd never know what happened. One of my biggest fears came, I want to say it's from that show, or a show similar to that back in the day, where it was... The like the devil or a demon overtook someone and they did some shit to their family. I don't remember what, but then I I, I always had the fear that that could happen to me, and like I still live with this fear. Oh my god! <laughs> one of, one of the ones. So I I heard a John Mulaney skit a while back that just I I just loved because it was so true. He said, you know, as a kid. I thought quicksand was going to be a lot bigger deal than it ended up being, you know, because it is true. You saw it in everything. Quicksand would always like present some big problem, a life or death situation. And I love that we all know how to get out of it. Yeah. You just you like need throw a vine, a, yeah. you need a vine. But the most important thing is don't panic. Yeah. You don't panic. Yeah. That's always the, the, the trick is that if you move, it moves quicker for some fucking reason. Apparently, quicksand is an actual thing, though. It is. It is. Yes, real. of course, it's an absolute. It's an actual thing. I don't know. I saw it in cartoons all the time. I don't know if it was an actual thing. Was it a Waverly Place? <laughs> is that where you remember it from? I feel like it was in Scooby Doo for sure, or one of those type of cartoons. But anyway, back to Fire Force. So it, this one actually sounds interesting. This plague, known as spontaneous human combustion, turns people randomly into mindless creatures known as infernals, and so I assume the Fire Force takes them down. So. It does sound interesting. I have heard good things about it. So this one feels like it could be uh, worth giving a shot to. And it maybe is one of those shows um, where I should have already watched it. Let's see how many episodes in. We're two seasons in. So nothing crazy. And it'll give me a, a good amount of time. So maybe Fire Force. All right. Let me read off one. Uh, I won't say the characters. I just want just because I want you to see if you would be interested in it. Europe-inspired dark fantasy world, the story centers around uh, a lone swordsman and the leader of a mercenary band called the Band of the Hawk. Um, Did you say a lone swordsman? Yeah, a lone oh, sword. Yeah. You, you love a loner. <laughs> love a loner. And the leader of a mercenary band called the Band of the Hawk. The series began the fall. Oh, God damn it. Does it say God damn it in the, in the no, thing? It's, it's berserk. No, this, I'm on Wikipedia and it's giving me like the whole background of the manga. The, ah, how, yeah, it's yeah. not it just giving me the premise, you know? I'm literally and, and the And the plot's like fucking 10 paragraphs long and I'm not going to read that. It's I'm literally Googling. But yeah, berserk. The berserk's the one that I was reading. Uh, I've heard good things about it. I hear the Guts is a fantastic character. He's a I, lone swordsman. You I might have, like it. I have heard that. I have heard that. Um, I'm literally Googling each show and then premise. All right, here's one. Yeah, I can't find a good premise. <laughs> I just Google the show and then premise. I'm getting them from IMDb. All right, here's one. Uh, that's probably better than Wikipedia. Awakened into a world where humanity has been petrified, scientific genius Senku and his brawny friend Taiju use their skills to rebuild civilization. One fateful day, all of humanity was petrified by a blinding flash of light. After several millennia, high schooler Taiju awakens to find himself lost in a world of statues. However, he's not alone. His science-loving friend Senku's been up and running for a few months, and he's got a grand plan in mind to kickstart civilization with the power of science. This is Dr. Stone premise. So basically, humanity goes belly up, and he's trying to rebuild it, which is kind of cool. I don't know. I wonder how exciting and action-packed it would be, which I don't necessarily always need, but... Uh, that one's interesting. 
And then my last one. How do you feel about the new animes on Netflix? Like, I feel like they're all medieval based. Kind of seem like the same thing, like Dota. Dota, the uh, Dragon's Blood. That one. Um, Castlevania. They, so, they all kind of seem similar. And well, like, I've, I've heard Castlevania is great. But really, yeah. But funny enough, so there's a there's an RDC World skit where they literally clown on Netflix animes, where they're just like one guy's like Danky Dank, the Adventures of Danky, and it's just like some random ass. He's like, I'm Danky. Who the fuck are you? You know, you don't belong here. Stop trying to for you know. So just making fun of how many of these random yeah. ass Netflix animes just pop up. Here we go again with the Netflix and anime. But I feel like they're all. I in. feel like that's just like a, a common thing is. But anyways, I think they should just find one anime and put everything into that. Like if they, they're Stranger Things of anime. That's what they need. Oh, that's good. Because yeah. Stranger Things is going to be a cult classic forever. Yeah, I know it's still in their top ten. It's actually crazy. Yeah, they they probably I need watched to do it. That. I haven't watched a new season yet. They probably need it. You're in. You you need to. All right, so I've got two more. For, it's two more. One is Spy, Spike's family, which we've talked about. So I will probably skip past that. And then the last one is to your eternity so the premise there sounds good it does sound good and i actually probably read up the most on this one uh yesterday when i was just kind of getting an idea of what ones i might want to read okay so to your eternity a lonely boy wandering the arctic regions of north america meets a wolf and the two become fast friends depending on each other to survive the harsh environment um then another one says the story is about an immortal being uh Wait, the story is about an immortal being, Fushi, who takes on multiple forms, including that of an abandoned white-haired village boy and his white wolf in order to simulate as it learns what it is to truly be human. That one sounds super interesting. So for me, I think it's between that and Spy X Family, but I have Tower of God on a high-level recommendation. So Yeah, just do Tower of God. I'm going to put it up to a Twitter poll well, what's, or what, what's Instagram longer? poll. Um, and see which one I should watch. I feel like To Your Eternity is one of those ones that I would love that nobody else is going to be like, ah, who fucking gives a shit about that shit. Yeah, that's the worst thing about anime is when you get to those ones where it's like, who cares if I watch this? I'm not going to be able to talk about it with anyone. I would love to talk about it because it sounds amazing, and I've heard it's like a heartbreaking, tear-jerking, like, and it sounds like one of those where somebody's an immortal being's discovering what it means to be human and death and despair, and it sounds, that's up my alley, but... Anyway, so those are the contenders for new anime that I may be picking up. I'll put it up on an Instagram poll and we'll see which one wins. But I just kind of wanted to briefly talk about that just because some of the news was lighter. But now we can get into our main course. And I will go ahead and let you, if you want to kick it off, or do you want me to kick off the uh, the idea behind this week's uh, segment? Uh, hold on just a second. Let me pull up the thing that I sent you. Okay. So... As we mentioned, in our fantasy league, we've been doing this league for 10 years, uh, 10 plus, 11 years actually, and our younger brother's finally turning 21, and we've always, we've said for like the last six, seven years, once he turns 21, we're having a fucking Vegas draft, just like they had in the league. So we're finally at that point, and it's actually happening, which we're ecstatic about. But the thing about Vegas is everyone has this idea of what's going to happen. If you've ever been to Vegas with a group of guys, you know, everyone thinks it's going to be a movie. This is going to be the hangover part two, even though they have that already. But basically, yeah, that, that's what's going to happen. You know, we're all going to fuck a girl. We're all going to make $500 gambling. We're, we're going to fucking bankrupt this city. And sadly, that's typically not what happens. You kind of just, you have a good time. You have, you have drinks. It's memorable. But typically, no, it's not 
no wild ass shit that happens. It's a good time, very good time, but not any wild ass shit that happens. But this is anime and it's fantasy world. So we're going to pretend that these things can happen and we're going to attribute roles to certain anime characters like who's the guy that comes up big at the casino? Who's the guy that marries a stripper? You know, just things like that. Things that you hear about that happen in Vegas, but they never happen to you. So yeah. these are going to happen to our anime characters. We're today. building we're building our Vegas team. We're building our Vegas experience here with anime characters in mind. So I want to go ahead and get us started. And I feel like in my idea, even though I haven't actually been yet, but in my idea of kind of seeing these movies and my idea of Vegas is each group that goes to Vegas, each team needs a leader. And the leader isn't necessarily have to be like in anime terms it doesn't necessarily have to be the most powerful person it has to be the person that that fun follows this person you know you be you're around this person and and good vibes and energy is just magnetic and it catches on with other groups of people because that's that's the mark of a good time is we meet people that are from the area or that are also visiting and now they're fucking with us now everybody's having a good time it's not just our group it's their group it's everybody so this person has a charisma that is contagious they're lovable and you can't help but just accidentally have fun with them and they just draw you in and the obvious choice for this person is monkey d luffy yeah see i didn't like that you put leader on this <laughs> I, i'm not over here following a leader in vegas i gotta go have a good time but well i i have the same basic thing the vibes it, leader it's the, the vibes hype guy. man the hype man the hype man the hype man no i i i i did i what do you think i said the hype man yeah oh no <laughs> but yeah so, so basically what i have is the fun loving guy that everyone loves to be around is, it, is able to get everyone upbeat and ready to have a good time luffy is the obvious answer here with overall aura and personality that's gonna get everyone just having the best time but if he calls in sick or misses his flight because he was at the airport and he saw a cool little thing like a remote control helicopter, a remote control airplane go, ro rolling around the whole airport. And he got caught up trying to find that thing and he missed his flight. Then a good step in would be Natsu from Fairy Tale. You haven't, you, you haven't watched Fairy Tale, so you don't know anything about Natsu, but Natsu's si very similar to Luffy and he would be a great time as well. He's a good vibes guy. Yeah, but it definitely, definitely, let's say that Luffy, his stupid ass, makes his flight. And he would definitely be the guy here. Yeah, and by leader, I don't mean like they're telling us what to do. It's just like, hey, this is the guy, you know. This is the guy that's the top vibes. This is the fun guy. This is like him being around brings everybody around, you know. He's the centerpiece of this Vegas adventure. We're just, we're going to have a good time when he's around. And this this man loves he's to the party. Glue. He loves fun. Yeah, he's the, he's the glue. He's the center. He's all of that. So Monkey D. Luffy is uh, my nominee for this role. I also have another role. You you might also, you, I th I'm assuming you have this too, but I put it as the smart guy. This person is going to win us some money because they can count cards and they know when to bet big. They are going to fund the adventures of the night. Do you have this same role? So I have the gambler, but it's not necessarily the smart guy. Okay, so but I have it. I, let's go ahead on yours and we'll follow it up with mine. Yeah, so I have it as the smart guy because I figure like gambling you have to be smart to do it effectively. Yes, you can have your dumb luck idiots, but most of the time, if you really want to do it, if we're talking about The Hangover, our Zach Galifianakis character, he knew how to count cards, he knew what he was doing, they had a strategy, and they robbed that fucking casino blind. You're not going to rob a casino blind just by going double, 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 and just getting lucky. You have to actually know what you're doing. And so for this, I need the smart guys. I need Light Yagami. I need Lelouch. I need L. I need Shikamaru. I need Armin. I need to choose. 
who am I going with out of those guys? See, because you need someone who has, like, they're ruthless. So I think it's between Light Yagami and Lelouch. You think they need to be ruthless? Oh, yeah. I think they need to be more calculated and less prone to emotions. Well, I think they're very calculated. Both of those guys are very calculated. I think they need to be less prone to being emotionally swayed. And so I actually eliminated them for that very reason. In gambling, you, especially if we're talking about blackjack table, you can't let your emotions dictate what you're going to do if you're trying to make a but real. But sometimes you have to. That's the that's the th- that's the spirit of gambling. That's the fallacy. The spirit of no. The spirit of gambling is sometimes you have to say fuck odds. I don't give a fuck. Double in. That's when you hit huge right there. That is that is not how you hit huge. That no no career no person that makes a career out of blackjack would advise. It's that for strategy. the night. It's for the night. You're getting wild. This guy is actually funding. He's actually making legit money, not betting on impulse, which is why I would go with L or Shikamaru and L's quirky. I don't know that we're gonna have the most fun when L. He he may just kind of do his own thing. I feel like Shikamaru is more part of the group, and he's gonna have a good time. He's gonna be sipping. He's gonna be very calculated. He's gonna be doing his little thing with his hands. So I think Shikamaru is our card counting wizard here. See, but I feel like I'd have a better time with Lelouch. Lelouch actually seems fairly. You know, he, he's fun to be around in public. Maybe, but I, I again, I just I I think he. He, there's a chance he goes in debt. He asks for a big loan because he miscalculated. He doubles down because he's losing. His strategy isn't playing. We've seen it happen to him where he gets overly emotional and his strategy fucks up. Shikamaru's not going to get swayed emotionally. He's going to stick to his plan and he's going to make us some fucking money. And I think he's a better hang than L. I don't think he's a better hang uh, than L, sure. Oh, the, oh, you're saying L. For some reason, I was thinking of Light Yagami. Yeah, so... Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't want L on my trip. Yeah. Fuck no. <laughs> it might be fun. He's weird. No, well, you he's, know he's what? Gonna be, he's gonna be like sit standing on the t- on the chairs. It's gonna yeah. be annoying. I don't want to be like I, I'm going to the other table. I'm not with this guy. But Luffy's also bringing out a side of L that we haven't seen. So it's, I don't think he could do it for L. I think he could. No, he couldn't. And not if we're talking, L. if we're inspired L, by Zach Galifianakis, L's the guy that brings down the whole fucking trip. He's bad vibes guy. You don't want him on the trip at all. He's you not- you didn't even extend the invite the invite to him even though he's in the group chat. <laughs> you, you made a separate group chat just so he doesn't go. I disagree. I don't think L's bad vibe. I think he's unique special vibes, and I think he we would have a good time. No, but- he he's the guy that has the friend that's within the group, so he just kind of gets invited to things, but no one really wants him at these functions. And now I want L. I'm bringing L. Go you ahead. just feel bad for him. No, he's gonna be fun. <laughs> That was not going to be fun. Okay, so my version of this, it's it's the gambler, the guy that can't help himself and has an addictive personality, wants to be the best so they won't settle for losing money. No matter what, you, no matter what, you can't get this guy off of a table until he co- accomplishes his goal of doubling his money. Ideally, they're relatively smart as well, but they don't have to be smart. Okay. My candidates are Vachita, Edward Elric, Hie, and Lelouch Lamperouge. Oh, the only one there is Lelouch. That that's the only guy I could see. I could absolutely, I could absolutely see Vachita. You know, he's like, all right, I'll, I'll I'll play at this table, and then he loses a hand. He's like, what the fuck? You, you think you can beat me? Like, just, you know, going in his whole little Vachita monologue thing. Like, I'm not gonna lose. Uh, and then he just all, he ends up getting on a heater all night, losing. You know, he ends up having to get more money, and then he, he just won't stop. I could see that being Vachita. I could see Vachita just being bankrupted very quickly, and then just trying. But to he won't. Out lose i you can't control the odds here i i go lelouch of those i guys, don't like how you're approaching gambling you're approaching gambling is this boring thing 
That's Gam- gambling is dynamic. Gambling is on the fucking spot. I am hyped. Come on, fuck it. We're doubling down. Effective gambling is I don't not care that. about effective gambling. I, we're in fucking Vegas. We're trying I, to have a fun time. We're trying to win money. My, and my guy, my guy's winning us money and he's funding the next stop where we're going. I would so. rather win a hundred bucks having an amazing time than just sitting there calculating every move and walking away with five hundred. That's so you know what this sounds like? This sounds like when the Eagles won the Super Bowl and we were talking about how it was better than the five the Patriots won because we had probably was fun. for the players. I, probably yeah. was for the players. I would have liked those five. That's all I'm saying. I mean, as an NFL fan, I I I rem- I'll remember that Eagles Super Bowl more than like three combined of the Patriots. <laughs> As a fan, I don't remember Eagles, many of those Patriots players. I, that that Eagles run was iconic. I would like five Super Bowls. All right, moving on. Uh, smooth talker. So with the crew that we're assembling, we're gonna go. We're gonna get into some trouble with this crew, and we need a guy that can talk us out of any possible situation to avoid jail time and avoid the premature fight. Luffy's eventually going to get us into a big fight, but for now, we need somebody that's going to smooth it over. We need, you know, maybe we got caught counting cards or something. We just are in a situation where we broke the law and we need to get out of it because we don't want to start a fight with civilians. And we need somebody that's going to be able to navigate the situation, talk us out of it, and we are on our way and moving. And the best smooth talker to fit this role is Reagan Arataka. He is the obvious choice here from Mob Psycho 100. I have never oh. seen a man <laughs> so damn smooth talking, able to just... Now, if you want to talk about luck, if you want to talk about a guy, this would be your guy. The way you see gambling, this would be your man. A way, a guy that just has luck written all over him, and he's not necessarily good. He's just damn lucky and confident. And that is Reagan, and he is going to be able to talk us out of any situation without spoiling too much. I have seen him do it. I have seen this man fall ass backwards into great situations for himself because he's confident, gives no fucks, and he will just keep talking until the situation is to his advantage. My issue with this is I also kind of want a guy that if shit goes sideways, they're going to be able to back their shit up. Oh, oh, he can. Not in the one episode I watched. So He (laughs) can. I will get into a little bit of that later, but some self-defense fury is fucking coming. He can throw hands so reagan is my guy here he is saving our asses various times and he is just talking us out of a situation and we will not be caught counting cards okay i agree he'd probably be better at the smooth talking but as far as like like i want a guy who can back his shit up is i kind of like satoru gojo in this because he's hilarious Ooh. i feel, i feel like he'd, he'd do good in calming someone down like it's not a big deal and then but you know if, if they don't want to calm down he's going to beat your ass too Okay, yeah, you know, he he's a chill guy, you know, he could he could, you know, he could be our cool guy for sure. You know, I I, I didn't think about his role in Vegas, but I do like him. I do like him being there. I think he's a good hang, you know. He's going to he's going to be able to also bring in some people like Luffy wandered off, like he could be like second in command for vibes, you know, keeping things okay. So I I like Gojo appearing. Did you have another similar kind of role to that cuz I have an, one other role I want to get to. Uh, to the smooth talker, no, I didn't. But I kind of have one. Uh, Vegas. Every, not everyone in the crew's. Not everyone in the crew is the hype man. Not everyone, you know, is a gamble. You know, you need. You know, some people are reserved and they need to escape their element. So for this, we have the guy like. Uh, there was an episode of The Fresh Prince where Carlton, he, he, he turns into a gambling fucking addict, mm-hmm. okay? And he escaped his element. So it's kind of like that. Someone who's normally uptight, 
but they escape their element. And for this, I I like Edward Elric and Yusuke Urameshi. I feel like typically they're uptight, you know, but if Luffy comes around them and, you know, just infects them with his energy, I think it's going to make for an amazing time. Oh, I think Yusuke would fucking love Vegas. I don't. I, I feel like Yusuke has been waiting on Vegas his whole life. I feel like Yusuke, you know what? Yusuke could fill a role here that I have upcoming. But I want Yusuke on my trip. I don't care what role he fills. Now that you mention it, I want Yusuke Urameshi to be in Vegas with me. So if he's the if, like, if I had to pick between two guys, if I'm bringing a crew to Vegas and it has to be between Edward Elric and Yusuke Urameshi, I'm picking Yusuke. He's yeah. just more fun, and I'm and I'm. Gonna but laugh. he he is often uptight. Like he, he you know, like he, granted, he's around demons twenty four seven, so he has reason to be. But I think if he lets, because he has shown many flashes of wanting to have a great time. I remember one time he wanted to skip out on a on a detective case because he wanted to go to a concert. Yeah, see, I feel like he's got more he's got a lot more of that uh in him. So but I, I think, think Edward Elric would be like the the guy more so where it's like, "Oh shit, he's letting loose." Like Edward Elric's always uptight. I don't yeah. think he ever has a good time. Yeah, then they're dealing with fucking genocide and stuff. So it's also <laughs> like, man, it kind of has to be all the time. Uh Light Yagami would be a good uptight guy <laughs> to bring along. I also I feel like he's always uptight yeah so. but i don't trust him because he's got a death note that's he's true he's gonna kill someone on accident that's true so i either one of those i think we i think we're having a good time i think we're starting to build a good crew here so here's a guy that could go it could go south with but we need them right we will we're gonna be fighting at some point right i mentioned it we're gonna be fighting okay and we need a guy to back up the smooth talker when something goes wrong and the leader's away. So this guy can throw down and he will back up anybody as needed. He knows his role. He also might start some shit. But we want him on our side when things go down. When someone we piss somebody off. When the casino's coming after us for counting cards. When we're at the strip club and somebody got a little too grabby. We need this guy to throw shit down. And for this role, I kind of now see it. I initially had Vachita, but I now have Yusuke Yorameshi for this role because we need a guy that's going to just throw hands. Oh, and he's going to have an incredible one-liner. Oh, exactly. <laughs> he's going to have an incredible one-liner. He's going to say some shit. <laughs> okay, so Reagan's going to, his this his smooth talking's finally going to fail, and uh, he's going to be backing up, and, and then all of a sudden is going to say some clever shit and then pop a guy in the face. Listen, pal, your girl was looking at us. Some, I don't know, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Hey, she grabbed my dick. Or so, I, I don't know. Whatever, whatever Yusuke can come up with. And then he's going to hit a guy in the face. And we are off and run. And then we're running through. You, you, and then we're meeting up with Luffy as we're all running across the floor. And it is just a good time. We all merge. Where the hell were you? I saw a cat. You know, whatever it is. And we are having a good time. We are off and running. I like my crew. Okay. I, I like this next one. I like this next one that I got. I mean, if you've seen The Hangover, one of the one of the funniest parts is when uh, Ed Helms' character, I, don't, I can't remember his name on the spot, when Ed Helms' character marries a stripper. And, like, he's just freaking the fuck out because he's in this tight-ass relationship where, you know, she beats him. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, but, yeah, so he marries a stripper. And so I have marries a stripper guy. And for this, I have one that I think would work, but there's certain restrictions. So let, let me just read this one off. So I don't know if you're taking if you're taking a kid with you, but this is a fucking anime and going freaks would going freaks would absolutely marry a stripper if she told them her life story and about how 
marriage could save her from could ha- could save her from having to live this lifestyle. Also, going is secretly a ladies' man, as revealed in his date with Palm, when he tells Kilo that he's been on hundred dates in his in his hometown. <laughs> yeah, evidently going is a fucking ladies' man, but. It's Vegas and there's restrictions, so we can't bring Gone. But Gone would absolutely marry a stripper just out of the kindness of his fucking heart to try and save her because I don't know, maybe maybe she's illegal or something and he wants to make her a citizen. I see. <laughs> I see what you're saying. So he's bleeding heart guy that like, yeah. oh sure, I'll do that, you know, without thinking. Yeah, about absolutely. It. I, it, it, but again, we can't take Gone. Well, I thought you meant more, and maybe you're gonna get to him. But I thought you meant more of like he fell in love. Like, buddy, this I isn't love. I have him too. Okay, go for him. I already know who it is. The fall in love guy is Kuwabara. Oh, okay. <laughs> fall in love guy is Kuwabara. Kuwabara is a love at first sight motherfucker. When he first sees Yukina, he fa- he falls in love with her. He doesn't care about going on this dangerous ass mission. In fact, he is leading this mission to save Yukina because he fell in love with her. His heart pulls to her, and he mentions it several times in the mission. So <laughs> I think Kuwabara is the guy that he just fell in love with this girl and he just wants to marry her on the spot. And he's going to talk about this is what it is to be a man. You, yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> yeah, He's going to defend that Vegas wedding. He's going to stick it out. I feel like Sanji would be likely to marry a stripper. He'd also likely to be conned by some woman out of hundreds. You know what? Oh, yeah. The stripper's playing his ass. She is fleecing him for thousands and then he doesn't have it. And then the, the and then here comes the, uh, you know, somebody to shake him down for the money and that's when uh that's when yusuke needs to step up you know just in general i could see sanji winning at the tables you know win a good amount and of money and some, some, some girl seeing him and he's like oh, i'm gonna take this shit oh i mean this sucker and he right and here. he absolutely just gives it to her yes so he he could very much win a lot i like that i don't know if he's stripper guy he's prostitute guy god the one piece <laughs> cast would just do so well in vegas because i have one well, final well but they also have an arc where they're basically in a vegas so we've kind of seen it well so i have one final one final person oh, we need to ensure just because we haven't yet we need to pick our Wait, oh, hold on i i didn't get my uh I, I had a last one. Oh, for, yeah, another for, person yeah, for it? For, for the who marries a stripper is, yeah, we <clears throat> we have these. However, since it's probably Krillin. It's probably Krillin. He hates his relationship. There's no way he likes He loves his daughter. Oh, he hates crazy. He hates his relationship. I, I just think that Android 18 is abusive. And no. she shows no emotion. He hates his fucking marriage. And he ends up getting wild and drunk and just marrying a stripper. Can you imagine Krillin spilling it out? Like, I don't he, feel like he hates his... I think he hates that he's powerless in it, that she could exactly. just beat him down. That's why he hates his relationship. You know, and she thinks she's so much She stronger. beats him. She does not beat him. Would you? <laughs> no. Their relationship is strong. I, I stand... I, I support them. I am not going to be here for this slander. That's the one thing Krillin did well is he married up. But, uh... I do think we need a female with us in Vegas in in this situation. Yeah, the stripper. And no, no, we need a female that is down for whatever we got. And she's also going to be starting her fair share of shit. And she may make us a few bucks. She's going to be, you know, she's going to be scheming and she's going to be ready to throw down. She can drink with the boy. Like she can do whatever the hell she, she can hang and she will not be stopped. And she may end up leading us on the best adventure we go on. And that character is part of the One Piece crew. And that is Nami. 
She is going to be able to create all kinds of shit. We are going to have fun. She may even get into some, get you know, get into some shit. She may win a, a few hands in a very serious poker game. It's some weird, like, little basement with some Russian or, you know, it's the, one of those type of deals and winning a lot of money from them because she cheated and now we're in some shit. I feel like she's got to be there with us. See, I feel like... Yeah, Nami's a good one, but another good one under the radar is Kubara's sister, Shizuru. So Shizuru's a human who, you know, she's always she's always out fucking like drinking, party, not really partying, but like, you know, she she goes to Demon World with them and she she beats demons' asses and she's just like a normal fucking human. But I can absolutely see her doing that. But since Nami's the more popular character, we'll go with Nami. Yeah, I feel like she she would make a great great member to be, uh, you know, a part of Vegas. So. Recapping, we have our Vegas crew consists of, at least my my Vegas crew right now, consists of Monkey D. Luffy, Shikamaru Nara, Reagan Arataka, Yusuke Urameshi, and Nami. That is Kuwabara. That is my crew, and then Kuwabara can get can get in there too. I feel like there's probably some one other person, a uh, aloof. Uh, oh, oh, and Gojo. Gojo's just there. He doesn't need a role. He's just there. He's just there to have fun. He's just there to to bring good energy. And I think we're having ourselves a good fucking time. We're we're robbing this city blind, and we are getting out of there, and it is going to be memorable as all hell. Anything else to add to the Vegas squad? Uh, yeah. So. Since I think they're kind of basically on the trip already, I'll just add. I have a couple more, but one only one uh, that I'm gonna mention is in the Hangover. They steal a they steal Mike Tyson's tiger. So in this situation, the ones that are gonna steal a tiger are the ones that have literally had a competition on who could kill the biggest animal, and that's uh, Sanji and Zoro. Oh yeah, Zoro's yeah, still in the tiger. Yeah, they literally had a competition on who could kill the biggest animal when they were when they were stuck on an island once. And so I think that those two together are going to get plastered and end up making a bet on who can do the stupidest thing. And they end up stealing a tiger in Vegas. I like it. I like it. I like some guy that just does some side quest. That's like, Oh, I guess we have a tiger too. You know, or just, he just, for he just got lost just like Zoro always gets lost. And we end up with a, with a giant tiger. Okay, just just in the car, and it's just like, all right, fuck it, we're going. God, the One Piece crew, that is their, they are the Vegas crew. Like, you could just make it just the One Piece crew, just bring all of them, and it's a good time. Like, it is a, just a fun time. Yeah, but again, that's it's cheating because they've had a Vegas arc, basically. What are you talking about? What arc? I'm are you talking about the crocodile arc. That that city that they uh, went to was basically Vegas. It yeah, was in the desert. It was yeah. Casi- yeah it was I basically Vegas. Saying. I mean, that one spot was was Vegas. But I mean, their treasure. You know, they they steal treasure, so like they're naturally inclined for Vegas, which is like the equivalent in you know you go try and rob a place that's just doesn't want you to. Um. So anyway, I don't think any place wants you to. Well, yeah. Okay, fair point. All right, so that is our Vegas crew. Again, we're very excited to go to Vegas. We got Vegas on the mind, and we wanted to bring it to the anime world, and I think we're having a great fucking time in Vegas with this anime crew. So to wrap up this week's episode... I want to talk about some Mob Psycho 100. So this was a show that I had I'd heard good things about and I got a lot of good feedback on before I started watching it. And, well, it, it lived up to the hype. So about this show... I'm not going to go into like a full review of each episode or anything like that, but definitely after the first couple episodes, I was a little bit, I was a little concerned. I thought it was going to be too much of 
you know, over the top comedy with less focus on the show, the characters, the building. And it wasn't that once I got past like episode three, I felt like, okay, I kind of see where this show's going and I see how they're going to develop mob and man did they do a great job i mean season one dynamic between mob and and his brother and seeing him grow and start to lose it you get become familiar with what he is and how he develops and then season two i mean season two had two of the best master student episodes i've ever seen it was just incredible i mean you see this con man character a lot in anime you know from from hercule uh from buggy the clown you just see this guy, and to see him get, spoiler alert, minor, you, you, you'll you be fine without it, but to see him get put on blast the way he was, in a way that you never see this happen to a con man character, and how it bonded the two of them, how they how you see that all along Reagan had really needed Mob, maybe more than Mob needed Reagan, just, just the way they did that, and the fights of this show, I mean, just overall, it is a tremendous show, it has a lot of character depth, it has amazing fights, an amazing premise. Even like they make you care about side characters that don't even have a lot of screen time, but they're just interesting. They're just cool. It's just fun. And just overall, Mob Psycho 100 was a real, has been a really good show with a third season, a third and final season upcoming in the fall. And I am just so glad that I watched this show because it was worth it. And it brought a lot of great energy to me. And you learn some, you, you learn some lessons and I'll get, to that here in a second but any uh i guess you didn't watch it so you don't i mean really yeah I, I watched the one episode and yeah again it, it seemed like a, a fine enough show but it sounds like it really takes a uh a turn to a more serious show which was my biggest concern like how you said you thought it was just gonna be over the top just uh, this is stupid it's kind of like an adult swim show so it seemed it's, that's what it seemed like it was gonna be at first but i'm glad to hear that they you know uh, they got it on the right track, and I actually do want to watch it. Just you know, trying to stockpile animes here. Well, and it's not even that it it's just fully serious. I mean, it just it gets to the plot of what it wanted to do, and you get to use the the humor and the fun stuff as part of the plot, which makes a lot more sense, and it works, and it's just it's a great time. One one notable one notable quote. Or two notable quotes. So each each show I wrap up, I want to at least bring a quote to the picture to kind of capture what the anime was. And in this one, I have the following quotes, okay, for best quotes of the anime. I can't believe this lucky streak you're on. You're going to die a horrible death. This These were back-to-back was, lines. Was this said to Reagan? This was said to Reagan. It's got to be. <laughs> so it's Dimple, who you don't know yet, says, I can't believe this ridicul ridiculously lucky streak you're on. You're going to die a horrible death. So it's just great because it, the anime acknowledges of what it is, of the, the shit that's happening, and then kind of breaks the fourth wall a little bit. And it's just, it's just so fun and so funny because it doesn't hide from what's happening. And then another one. Mob is about to step to this big fight. This isn't a spoiler, really, but Mob's about to step to a big fight. They're saying like, oh, my God, can you sense this all-powerful presence that's upcoming? And then all of a sudden, in comes Reagan with a self-defense rush. He just starts beating the shit out of beating the shit out of the bad guy who can't sense him because he doesn't actually have power. And then, uh, you know, the narrator comes in clutch with they they that's that's a common theme throughout the show is the narrator says funny shit, and then the narrator says, 
Another one of Reagan's special moves, self-defense rush, because Reagan announces his moves. So he says, another one of Reagan's special moves, self-defense rush. It's unclear if it's actually if it's actually self-defense, but he'll yell out self-defense just to be safe. <laughs> I fucking love it. Because he just comes in blindsides the guy. It's a self-defense rush. Nobody knew where he was. He just starts hitting the guy, and it's self-defense rush. But it gives you a great idea of the type of humor that the show brings and the type of energy that the show brings. And one of the other... I don't have the exact quote, but one of the other memorable things about the show is just learning about people through Mob because Mob is so unfiltered because he's kind of like Violet Evergarden in that he's very unemotional. He has struggles with his emotions, so he's very direct in his emotions and how he feels. And one of the lines he says that ends up resonating with somebody is that no matter who we are, we all need people. Every one of us need people. People make us better in our lives and they change who we are and we need those people. And you see it through a lot of Mob's experiences, but all of us need people in our lives. And it's so simple, but when Mob says it, it's so effective and just just tremendous quotes from the show. And yeah, it's just such a fantastic show. How many episodes was it? The fir- These first two seasons? 25, 25 episodes total. And you've been getting... <clears throat> And you gave me shit at the beginning of the podcast because I didn't finish, or before we started the podcast because I didn't finish Vinland Saga. It's only been two weeks. I finished. Yeah, it's been one week for me. I uh, wa- I'm halfway through. Okay. And, and it also took you two weeks to watch Vinland Saga for the record. But no, I don't think it did. Yes, it did. It's because it was on a different platform. But anyway, that was my quotables for Mob Psycho 100. Now, before I wrap up my brief review kind of overview of mob cycle i want to get into some awards so i do have two award nominations for this show and the first one is the best lucky character uh, this is the this is the hercule you know kind of thing where hercule is just he he's lucky to like to an insane amount where he is getting and he's also getting undeserved credit he ends up being mr satan the savior of the world because he got a lot of bullshit credit and you also have a guy like buggy the clown who you'll learn a lot more about his luck later on as you go through your one piece adventure but these are just the lucky guys shit happens to them that shouldn't happen to them but i heard it best from somebody on reddit they said that reagan is a hercule in a world full of goku's And that is perfect. I mean, this guy is just doing relevant shit, having impactful moments in times where you would never expect it. I mean, I don't want to spoil this because it's so fucking good when it happens, but Reagan just comes up clutch with his own powers and he doesn't back down. He's not the coward that the other two are. Like, he will step up and fight to defend Mob even when it makes no sense to do so. And Reagan, just my favorite, best of all time lucky ass character and it's just so well done well what, well what's the award here your favorite or your or the, the luckiest best, the best luckiest character the best uh, character see, because there's I, more I can't, depth I can't, okay but it's not luckiest because i would say hercules luck is sounds far better because there's a guy who's getting praise from the world for defeating cell reagan gets praise from the world okay <laughs> he's gonna get he gets he gets world renowned praise so uh not again minor spoilers not doesn't spoil everything but reagan is very well renowned um let's just say and he finds himself out he gets himself out of some ups more absurd situations than hercule hercule's more of a run and hider reagan's a i got this shit kind of guy and okay. i love it and he is my my he is the best luckiest character of all time i have one other 
and I don't even know that this is a category necessarily, but the best quote-unquote uncool character of all time is Mob. I mean, he's just so good. I mean, he's not cool in the conventional standard, but he can get cool when the going gets tough, when the chips are on the table, when it is time to throw down. This motherfucker is cool, and his monotoneness really just has an impact that you just it is a punch to the gut he can just throw down and you were ready to ride with this guy because it can go awry like for you violet evergarden didn't necessarily land with her monotoneness but with mob it undeniably works it's just like i fuck with this guy i will ride for this guy just like everybody rides for him the uncool guy the monotone guy the guy that struggles with his emotions i've never seen it done as effectively as with mob and that includes a violet uh just because in this case it's more of a shown and more of an action but I love it. Mob is the best uncool character that I have seen. Okay, so you kind of you kind of shielded that one with saying the monotone part. So they have to be monotone because I feel like there's a lot of uncool characters. There's no way he's better than Shikamaru because Shikamaru's not cool. Shikamaru's cool as shit, but he's he's not a cool person. Yes, he we is. We think he's cool. I disagree. That's a hard disagree. He is a cool motherfucker. He's, oh, what a drag. He's too cool, cool for school. Yes, he is. He is too cool for school. This is like the uncool, like, oh, look at this dork. Shikamaru's not a dork. I'm sure Sh- Shikamaru grew up as a dork. Yeah, I, I don't agree. But anyway, those are my two uh, award nominees. And yeah, I just, overall, great show, great pacing. Every show has is its unique adventure, and it still feeds itself to the plot, and it has Something I didn't expect, which is amazing fight sequences. One fight in particular where somebody has the ability to teleport has absolutely incredible sequences. And it is just such an underrated part of the show. Underrated by me because I didn't expect it to be that. And then you see the development of two characters in particular. But overall, great story. And I would say it's, you know, 8 out of 10, 8.5 to 9 out of 10. Somewhere in there, 8 to 9 range. The only issue I had with the show was kind of... In the last part of the second season, the plot really escalates, and it was like, wait, what the hell? I feel like we should have got some breadcrumbs along the way, but fine, I'm here for it. So, great show, highly recommended, enjoyable ride. Okay, so I actually have a recommendation for you. How, now that you finished Mob Psycho, you need a, a nice short series to watch. And I really think you should consider this, because you're in on, like, the whole... Oh, I want to watch these new animes that everyone's talking about, but I don't think you've watched enough classics. So, well, what's considered a classic, and I've brought up the show a couple times, so I think you should watch it, is Cowboy Bebop. I think you need to experience what Cowboy Bebop is and why I I like to talk shit about it, but I think you would look at it more, you, you would understand it more, and you would enjoy it a lot more than me. I mean, I'm not to say I didn't enjoy the show. There, you, know, you the, watched six the, episodes. The, it, you must not have. The, because there's not a continuing theme. Each episode, each episode is kind of its own thing. So, I think you'd enjoy that more. You'd get more out of it than me. But and you would be, you would probably throw it in all times. So like once you finish, I could just see you doing that personally. Yeah, that might be the that might be the move to do. It's 25 episodes. It is it is considered an all timer, and it's one that I it's a glaring omission from my list of shows. I think I might do that. Yeah, I, think- I can't imagine watching Spy Family. Or Tower of God before, before watching Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop. Bebop. Yeah, fair point. All right, I think I'm going to go with Cowboy Bebop. I may still put up a poll, uh, but we'll see. I think Cowboy Bebop is probably the one I go with. But you had your own 
watching experience, viewing experience that you can yeah. share on? So I, I finished Hunter Hunter, fell into a show hole, and I needed a new show. But I don't want to go into another marathon because I tried Bleach for a week. It was, I, I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it. I'll try it again once I'm back into, once I'm over Hunter Hunter. Uh, Hunter Hunter still still lives in my heart right now. So it's kind of hard to get into a new marriage with uh, Bleach. Um, so I, I needed a little fling. I needed a rebound, and it was Vinland Saga, something that very you know acclaimed by a critic really good reviews overall from what i've heard from people that i know love anime and it's it's i'm 12 episodes in it's doing really good right now it i thought it was gonna be one thing and after about four episodes it turns into a new thing i'm like okay that's what it's gonna be and now i have ideas on what else it's gonna be and you know i, I it's just really layered right now and you know the bad guys aren't just bad guys they're you know they 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 have more to them you know and i'm really excited for this i don't know when we started this whole segment of reviewing what we're watching we were allowed to give spoilers but i don't i feel like we're not there anymore so i don't i still go even though it. you've watched it i don't want to say shit no go for it spoiler alert incoming for vinland saga go in three two one okay so um don't uh Thorfinn, his dad Thor's, you know, he, he gets killed after on like episode four. He has this huge honorable fucking death, you know, just let everyone go. Uh, but then like he, he ends up getting killed, but setting free all these all these kids who've never had war experience from the village. He didn't want them to have to go to war. And so he lets them, you know, just get off scotch free. But his son, Thorfinn, sees him get killed by Askeladd, the leader of these mercenaries. And now Thorfinn's whole his whole purpose is to kill Askeladd and I'm starting to see him like he's still trying to kill Askeladd as of right now but I just know he's gonna grow to love Askeladd and I can see I can imagine Askeladd getting killed and Thorfinn crying like he did with his dad because Askeladd since his dad passed away has meant so much to him like and not just not just uh him trying to kill him like I think he actually Lo- like he kind of loves Askeladd at this point, you know, um, because he has learned lessons from him throughout this journey. And uh, by the way, Thorfinn, a uh, great assassin currently. So um, he ju- he also just met his his father's old friend. Uh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, Thorkin. Um, Thorkel. Thorkel. Uh, yeah. So he just met him. You know, we saw him from like the first scene of the show. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. We saw him from the first scene of the show fighting with Thors. So I think this guy's, you know, they seem like they were really good friends, uh, Thorkel and uh, Thors. And so I'm, I'm excited to see, is he going to stick with Askeladd? Is he going to go with Thorkel? You know, and I think he's going to meet a real crossroads. And he's also currently going in his head like, fuck, I shouldn't even be trying to avenge my father because he had this vision uh, of his father telling him like I wouldn't want this for you basically yeah so you're at a sweet point the back half is even better than the first half which is crazy so now you can kind of see what I said I made the comment that in four episodes Finland Saga was able to more effectively build a character than uh, than Tokyo Ghoul could in two seasons and I was referring to Thor's I gave more shit about Thor's in four episodes than I ever cared about King Kaneki and his death I'm like okay this is ob- he's obviously gonna die like this is very clear I have an idea of who the main obvious he was gonna die I, I mean I kind of knew who the main character of the Vinland Saga was just based on like cover arts and stuff so I figured uh, he was gonna die well that's um, cheating though so I figured he was going to die, but I still was like, damn, that was impactful. The way he died and the honor in which he died with and the way that Askeladd 
honored his death and was like, all right, that's it. He died for this. You know, this is the, this is the law. I, I love that dynamic of it is a respect between, mm-hmm. between criminals, right? A respect between plunderers that they honored his death and they continued to honor those kind of things. And yet they're obviously not great people. And you kind of see Thorfinn developing alongside in that element and, and growing something for Askeladd and seeing that dynamic develop. And I, again, I don't want to give too much away because I've seen already the gave the spoiler. Oh. No, no, no. Oh, I meant okay, for you. For me. I, meant, um, I meant for you because I've seen the whole first season. Yeah. It was very game of Thronesy. Uh, like Ned Stark was Thor's, you know, this, this honorable guy who dies an honorable death. Uh, well, technically, oh, I like that. Ned, yeah. Ned Stark didn't really die. No, in, he didn't. like to the world, to the public, he didn't die an honorable death, but realistically, he died an honorable death. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so like that's kind of the the vibe I've been getting throughout is like he's Ned Stark, where you thought he was gonna be the main. At least I did. I thought he was gonna be the main character, this badass, mm-hmm. and he dies right away. Yep. So. Dies right away. <laughs> we didn't get spoiler. We didn't give a spoiler alert for thing, Game of Thrones. But the, oh. if if you, if you haven't watched Game of Thrones, you're you're. New. I mean, you're already due. Yeah, you're, it's fine. We're past the statute of limitations there. But yeah, Vinland Saga is simply tremendous. I can't wait till you get to the back half and specifically like the last four or five episodes, and we can really dive into the season in full. But sounds like you're pretty in on the show, and you get it. And you you see Thorfinn and you see the dynamic and you see the character development uh, ongoing here. So yeah, the the only issue with me is I I hate when they do politics shit in shows because I'm so bad at keeping up with politic type of shit. And it's like right now the whole Denmark England thing is kind of. Oh. <laughs> I think I'm gonna rewatch a couple episodes just to like try and fully understand the the whole situation that's going on because Thorkel's with England. And then uh, there's like this prince of Denmark. I, I don't know. I got to rewatch these ones. Yeah. So there's the prince. Are you talking about Prince Canute? Canute. Yeah. Yeah. Or so the princess, prince, whatever the fuck. It, prince Canute is with. He's the prince of Denmark. Thorkel is should have been with. Yeah. The, he 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 used to be. With, he basically with, yeah. usurped because he wanted a big a better fight. Is yeah. basically what it comes down to. And you have the you know, Denmark is warring against England for control of England essentially is what happened. What is happening right now. So that's the main premise of it. Prince Canute is the Prince of Denmark. He is the King's son and Thorkel is representing England at this point. That's mostly what you need to know at this point, but you will, But there seems to be a thing with Canute going on right now because once Askeladd saw him, like something's come over him kind of. So I'm just going to rewatch this last episode because I wasn't paying that much attention to it. I just kind of had it on while I was on my phone. So don't do that. This is why I say sub is so so yeah, optimal because you really are locked in on the show. But you're going to enjoy. Hopefully, you're done with it by the next time we come back around. Well, because we're gonna have a short week, so it's I I I'll, I probably will. I probably will be finished with it because I only need about four. I only have four hours of viewing left, probably. So yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll probably finish it. But because yeah, we're gonna have a since we are gonna be in Vegas this weekend and we got to record. Um, we'll probably record earlier in the week than normal. So yeah, and. We'll be able to, what we haven't been able to do with the last few shows is really get in deep to the show because we are trying to avoid spoiling it for the other person. So in this case, we don't have to worry about that. And I will be fully prepared to have a Vinland Saga conversation. I've been wanting to have it. I've had it a little bit with my brother, uh, with another brother off air. So that will be exciting. But that will do it for today's episode of Anime Matters. Dragon Ball Super coming out this weekend. We'll be ready to talk about it. Until next time. Peace. Deuces.